Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today's March 6th, 2022, Andy. Uh, we're in season three, episode 17, and we're really in the midst of March Madness, right? Yeah. A lot of the, um, for I know women's basketball, Big Ten ended their, t- their conference tournament today. Men's basketball starts next week for a lot of them. A lot of college hockey conferences are finishing theirs up now. So we're getting deep and heavy. Next three, uh, three or four weeks going to be fun. Lots going on. High school sports, like you said, college. Uh, it is busy. The only thing that's not going on really is Major League Baseball. So we'll focus on winter sports. We'll get that later, but yeah. We'll touch touch that later. All your minor leagues are still going. AAA, AA, they're all still going full scale. Yeah, and are you going to cover that a little bit later in the show? I got that mentioned coming up here, yep. Okay, I've got one piece to uh, to add into that uh, once we get there, but you're right. All right. College basketball, women's and men's, are uh, big time. Women's, the conference championships are going on for all the conferences around the whole U.S., and it is getting good. In fact, Andy, I've got my trivia question for the day, day based on women's college basketball conference. Fire away. Let's have it. Here's the question. UConn Huskies, University of Connecticut, been a powerhouse for years. Powerhouse for years. Yep. Uh, they're going to be playing tomorrow night in the Big East championship game. How many consecutive years have they played in the title game for the conference championship? How many consecutive years? I, I, wow. I know for the last few years it's been kiddingly called the UConn Invitational. You know, yeah, it's, but, um, it's the number is is huge. Wow, and we'll touch on more of that later yeah. on. But they're, they're playing tomorrow night for the title again, and they've been to a bunch in a row. They they very rarely uh, sit home and watch that game on television. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right, we're set for some sports. Yeah, what have you got for us? Paige, Paige Beckers is back playing now, right? Uh, say it again. Page is back playing for oh, yes, UConn yes. now. Page is back. They're using her as a uh, coming off the bench. She's getting a bunch of minutes, scoring a bunch of points, and um, but she has not been a starter. She came back from surgery that she had in December. I wonder how that's going to work for her. I know it's only her sophomore year, but can she do a fifth year because of injury this year? Because she missed I, so many. Boy, I, I don't, I don't think she can. But. I don't know how that works. Some sports they have that, some don't. I don't know how that works for her. As far as a medical medical red shirt, they'll mention it during the playoffs. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, we're gonna get started here with a, this day in sports. We're gonna start off with uh, bad news and get better. This day in sports, we lost Kirby Puckett back in. What was it? So yeah, 2006, he passed away at the age of 45. Kirby Puckett, Minnesota twin, uh, only team he played for was here. Um. May 8th, May's debut. Last game was September 28th. It was a end of the season game, not really a throwaway game because they were doing good and scored the Indians. And uh, Puckett was uh, his typical brilliant self in the 95 season before he got hit and his jaw broken by Denny Martinez by a fastball. Um, Denny Martinez, very great, great, great pitcher. El Presidente got away from him. He wasn't a dirty player like that where he was going to hit anybody, especially Kirby. So. No hard feelings there. And then he got the glaucoma that summer. Tried to play in spring training, just couldn't do it. And uh, that was the end for Kirby for his playing career. 
then uh he had some issues afterwards which were that's not why we're doing this today but uh he has personal issues afterwards but he was minnesota twin from 84 95 11 years 10-time all-star two-time world series champion alcs mvp in 91 six-time gold glove six-time silver slugger Roberto Clemente Award in 96, batting champ in 89, RBI leader in 94. Uh, Twins retired his number. He's in the Twins Hall of Fame and the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. A little surprised he got in on first ballot because, yes, he had awesome numbers. I'm not putting down Puckett for that. But a lot of times it was a short career injury. They kind of make you wait a little bit. But that just shows you how Kirby was loved by the media and by everybody. So, um. The, the the turkey bucket, as they call them, on some stations around here. Passed away this day in the 2006. High school wrestling, um, like I've said before, with track and with swimming and with wrestling, we're not going to hit each weight class, each uh, grade class. We're just going to go team. Team results. There you have it, class A. Jackson County Central High School is your champion, 45-23 over Royalton. 2A, Simley over Cass and Mount, Mountainville, 47-21 in A. And Stillwater loses to St. Michael Albertville in 3A. And St. Michael Albertville, they're just, wow, they're just good. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. They're really good. Boys hockey, they're getting out, except for the tournament, all the sections are done. Here's your brackets for A on the left side of the bracket as you hold your sheet. You got the Monticello team against number two, War Road, in the first game. Mankato East will be the road team against Matamidi. Right side, New Prague High School against number one seed, Hermantown. I hope Hermantown crushes them. Um, then the 5-4 game that night, Alec, Alexandria Area High School against Minneapolis. 2A. Prior Lake against number two, Crete and Durham Hall. A little fact on this one, Dan. I didn't know if you knew this. This is Prior Lake's first ever high school hockey tournament appearance. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. But you'd figure somewhere along the line, the sun would have shined on them and they snuck in at some time in the past. But nope, this is their first ever shot. So now I think the very section at 11 a.m. The various sections they were in, I think even if they would have had a good season, they would they always had tough competition so yes. congrats to them yes just um and and don't call here to the house um the wife might be homesick that they watch him just saying uh, uh just say i you never know i am kind of looking a little stuffy there by yeah. Thursday. edina will play maple grove edina doesn't even get a seed they're a random draw that's very odd to see right there for boys hockey uh the right side of the bracket lakeville south against number one hill murray Again, Lakeville South not getting a seed there, a random draw. And Andover and Moorhead, the 5-4 game. So that shows you how tight it is this year in the boys' hockey. Yeah. Lakeville and Edina are random draws. They're not seeded. So that should make for a fun, fun tournament right there. All right, CCHA, they call it the Mason Cup for their brackets. Uh, they play best out of three to start and then move on. In the one seed there, St. Thomas and Minnesota State Mavericks. Mavericks won. Then Northern Michigan and Lake Superior. Their game three is still going on, so I do not have a final there. Bottom half, uh, Michigan Tech did beat Fair State. And I found out where everyone went on. 
Bemidji State did win, so they will advance to face Michigan Tech in uh, the next round there. Now, the next round is just called single elimination for the next two. So there we go. So the 12th is the semis, and the 19th, a week later, is the championship game. And there you guys see the schedules. I said, uh, Beavs won today, and Lake Superior State and Northern Michigan in progress, as we like to say. For us, the faceoff for the NCHC. They seed them one through eight. They haven't had the seeds yet, but I suppose we looked at the standings. We could figure it out. Here's your matchups. Omaha against Western Michigan. Minnesota Duluth against St. Cloud State. Colorado College against North Dakota. Miami of Ohio against Denver. Denver. Hmm. Big Ten men's hockey tournament. Um, Odd number of teams. You know, eight eight guys make you know nine guys make it. So there's one seed gophers get the bye, and then it's two and seven, three and six, four and five. So that's how it goes. Seven teams, kind of goofy how you gotta do it. Results: Michigan did win, so they will play the. As we if we go back to the other screen there, Michigan advances on. They will not play the Gophers. They will not go one two, so they will move down to the lower part of the bracket there. Do not have finals yet of the Cheddars and the Catholics or Penn State and Ohio State. So those games, again, in progress, as we say. I'll have all these updated on the social media tomorrow. The All hockey finals and standings will be up there. WCHA, the gals, very depressing. Gophers losing overtime, blow a 2-0 lead. Wow. For Ohio State, so... At Ritter, too. So we had home ice, Ohio State, just, I don't know. Look at the records. Ohio State's a good team, too. 29-6. and six. We were 29-8-1. So it's not like we lost to a bad team, but they lost. They'll still make the NCAA tournament. They just won't be seeded a one, a one seed probably then. Girls Big Ten Basketball Tournament, Iowa and Indiana, two very good teams, both ranked. Iowa is your Big Ten champions. Um, the girls will go on. They'll probably be maybe a three seed, possibly a two seed in one of the brackets when it comes out. But um, they were last year, and I believe they made the final four. So they are a good team. Do not overlook the Hawkeyes. I watched. I watched most of that game, Andy. The very yeah. good. Watch uh, to watch this. Uh, Indiana's a good team, but Iowa's really got some. And and I'm not just saying this because of the people we know in Iowa, but they're just so fundamental. It's so yeah. pretty to watch. They're now 23 and seven. And they've won like what, nine in a row or something like that, or nine out of 10, something on real number. Yep. Go for wrestling. Uh, Big 10 tournament wrestling was going on too this week. Gable, now, nothing against him. Great, great wrestler, Big 10 heavyweight, breaking all kinds of records. He's already signed his contract with WWE. He signed one of those last year, so he gets paid cash from WWE already. Most of his tattoos there by courtesy of Vince McMahon. <laughs> he won in the championship game today, or championship match today, by injury default, which is kind of sad because he's better than that. I mean, not taking away from him, but I I hope doesn't scar his career. You know, they say, oh, well, you, you, did, you won one of them by an injury default. He didn't win anyway. Just yeah. got to remember that with him. And then the team side, Michigan is your Big Ten champions for wrestling. Wow. Minor League Baseball, 
30 years of the Saints this year. Where has the time gone, Dan? Wow. Where has it gone? That's interesting. 30 years. 30 years. Wow. Here's our schedule. They start. As you can see, their schedule for baseball is here. They're still going to Tuesday through Sunday, six-game schedules. So they start the 5th of April, which will be here before you know it, at the Louisville. Or Louisville, if you're still in third grade and can't pronounce your towns. The Syracuse Mets, Mets AAA. Got to give fair love to their the other league there. And they'll start out at home against Scranton again starting on the 5th of April. And as those days get closer, we'll go over it. Rosters are looking kind of sketchy on some of these. Um, for the for the Saints, the only name I recognized was Jake Cave because he was down in the minors. I think he was kind of kind of be a invitee for spring training. He kind of came up a few times last year, so he'll be the one big name for that. For the for the Syracuse Mets, their roster I think is just they haven't updated it from last year when they had call ups. They got they have. One player listed as an infielder and one catcher listed, so they haven't updated that yet. And that could be for the Saints, too. I don't know. For the Jake Cave one. But in a couple weeks, uh, follow those sites. We'll keep checking the rosters and see how they go. But we still got baseball. You got your AAA, AA, A, depending on where you live in the country, what you want to follow. College baseball started. We've talked about the Twitter uh, <coughs> and stuff like that. I was watching on the MLB app yesterday on TV. I uh, usually have they have the free spring training game or a free game every day. They are now showing college baseball games on that on the MLB app. Interesting. I was watching Tennessee and Baylor the other day. So good games. Good, and it was a, a live game. It was like a from last year. It's current games going on. So, so the other thing, Andy, I don't know if we're going to cover yeah. this, but the players that are in the lockout are really. Uh, this comes up as a confusion. In fact, I had to look it up myself. It's not the 25 or the 26 man roster. It's the 40 man roster 40 man. on that 40 man roster for all 30 baseball teams, in the majors, they're the ones part of the lockout and are prohibited from playing. And like you mentioned, Jake cave for the twins was, I think one of the last demotions or cuts the twins had to bring someone up to the 40 man roster. He got moved down, which serves a, uh, actually a benefit to him he right for the saints and be an everyday starter potentially for the saints because he's not implicated by the lockout so it's who's ever on that 40 man roster those are the people that uh cannot be playing baseball the rest i don't know how they started but i think they go top down the top players uh in each of the teams or make make the triple a and then they fill up the double a roster then the high yeah. a low a and structural that's how the rosters are but like you said they're also not updated online for the most part it's hard to see who's playing where yeah. but they are in spring training getting ready for the season because these games uh, here will kick off so that'll be kind of fun to watch i might do a midweek episode here in a couple weeks andy yeah we'll have to look into that kind of getting into that when it gets closer here yep one thing right now with the mets as the season goes on and strike out strike Lockout, whatever I call it, goes on. If the entire season was a waste, Bobby Bonilla still gets his paycheck this year. Yes. Because he's not on that 40-man roster. He still gets that check. He could be the highest paid Met this year at $1.3 million. So, Yes. The Minnesota Wild. Haven't talked hockey in a while because we've had a lot of high school stuff going on. Wild are in a bit of a slump. 
They dropped a third in the West. And now, like, hockey and basketball also have kind of changed their playoff format when we were kids. 16 teams qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The format is set bracket that is largely division-based with wild cards. Top three teams in each division advance to make up 12 of the teams. So get back to the wild there. They got to stay ahead of Nashville, stay in that three spot to lock in a playoff berth. So uh, Colorado looks like they're going to be there. Um, so the wild need to, they've been losing lately. Kind of a last couple weeks have been poor. Need to, to man up there, boys. And they'll make it. Timberwolves. I went with the old school logo because I like the old school logo. The way they do it in basketball, top six make it in for sure. The bottom four play play-in games. Right now, and no, I haven't been drinking, the Timberwolves will be in the playoffs. 36 and 29 right now. We got about a dozen games to go. Uh, if they get above Denver, that'd be great to lock in a spot and somehow in that play-in game because you never know. But make the play-in game, man. That'd be great. You look at though, they got a good, uh, you know, eight-point lead or eight-game lead on that last playoff play-in spot, so they're in. It would just nice to be in that sixth spot where Denver is to kind of lock into a series, not a play-in game. So hopefully the Timber Pups can get their stuff together. Bison, talk a little Bison stuff here. Talk a little football Bison. 2022 NFL Scouting Combine, NDSU receiver Christian Watson, a top 50 lock in the 22 draft after Combine performances. So look for his name. He was setting some one of the top three, four receivers in the 40-yard dash. He impressed a lots of the big kids down there in Indianapolis. So watch for Mr. Watson, the top 50 pick. So that'd be, what, third round? So we'll see how he does there. Good luck, sir. Bison baseball. Just a couple notes on their schedule coming up. March 8th, that's Tuesday, at Minnesota, at U.S. Bank. Um, tonight games, you can watch it. Then April 5th, they'll be at Minneapolis. I had weather permitting. I don't know if that's going to be at the bank or at Seabrook. They haven't listed it yet. Still kind of open. But so the buys will be in town for a couple games if you want to see them. Gopher baseball, speaking of gophers. Tonight they are in the finals of their own uh, little classic, the Cambria College Classic at the bank. Uh against number 12, Notre Dame. Um again, game in progress, no finals. That stuff will be posted tomorrow. But it's always nice when you make the finals of your own tournament. That always looks good. That's good for recruiting, they say. I have not caught a game at the bank yet. Next year, it's on my things to do list. Korean baseball starts April second. There's your opening day schedule. Uh, those are Korean time, not local time. So, I don't think ESPN is going to televise those like they did during the uh, pandemic. I think they're kind of selling their soul to college, which is fine. Uh, Korean baseball, along with uh, Japan and. Australian baseball, I'm sure, will be on YouTube. You can find them on their sites and channels there. And as the days get closer, we will update you on that stuff, too. Time for the soapbox. Dan's favorite part of the show. Yes. Miss Brittany. 
Brittany Griner, um, WNBA player, very good player. She went to Baylor. She's 6'9", 6'10". Uh, when she came out years ago, she was one of the few that could dunk a ball. Very, very good player. Very good player. Like most of them, plays in Europe in the offseason like right now. So she was in Russia coming back, and she had some CBD and some other stuff, vapey stuff, and her luggage, which is in Russia, illegal. And they contained her and won't let her come back until this legal issue is taken care of. Are they making an example of her because of the stuff in the Ukraine? I don't think so. I think just because of that, that's why it's making a big deal. I don't think it's making it a big deal because it's an African-American woman. I do not think that's why it's a news story. I think just because it's in Russia and Russia's having their issues with Ukraine is why it's a story. My issue on it for the soapbox is, is all these NBA players are re revamping the hashtag free Britney or help Britney or, oh, poor girl, oh, this, that. She broke the law. She knew it was a law when she was leaving Russia. You broke the law, you fool. I don't care if this was Becky Hammond. I love Becky Hammond. If this was her and she did that, I'd say, Becky, you fool. Brittany, you're a fool. You knew it was illegal. If you needed the CBD for your joints or your health or whatever, and you didn't have a prescription, but you know it's illegal in Russia, that's on you. You got to figure that stuff out. You got caught at customs. You got caught with the stuff. Pay the price. Sorry. I feel bad it happened to you, but I don't think we should uh, start the free Britney chant for her because she broke the, openly broke the law. Yeah, it's uh it's not like she is the you know, victim here and they're creating hashtag right. to, you know, for something that uh, happened inadvertently. Right. Like this, just... is, this is cut and dry. It is what it is. So, yes, yeah, so we're, we're bad, you know, sad or disappointed it happened, but it's not like uh, she's the victim here of anything. It's like when the baseball players go back to Cuba in the offseason and take cold medications or train down there with their weight enhancement stuff, come up here to spring training and fill a drug test. You know what you're not supposed to take and take. I don't care you're in another country. I'm sorry. That's on you to find out what you got to do. You're adults. Major League Baseball. I do have a few Major League Baseball notes here. It's got some fun stuff. Two Atlanta Bay Braves players, guys I really can't stand to start with anyway. They got jobs at Papa John's because of the Major League ba Blackout. Are they doing it as a publicity stunt? Because I know neither one of these two need the money. Is it just to say, oh, poor us, we need jobs? I doubt it. Papa John's. is not the one Shaquille O'Neal owns. And, and it's a story from People Magazine. So, yeah, I, you, you guys are idiots for doing this. Fair enough. Here's off my Mets site for the day. June 17th, little factoid for the week. Kind of a little light humor in baseball. June 17th, 1962, in a game between the Mets and the Cubs at the Polo Grounds. Marvelous Marv Thornberry slammed a two-run triple. But while he was catching his breath at third base, Chicago first baseman Ernie Banks calls for the ball and appealed that Marv had missed first base. The appeal was upheld and he was called out. Mets manager Casey Stengel ran out from the dugout to argue the call with umpire Dusty Bogus. Dusty, I love that name. Dusty said, forget it, Casey. He didn't touch second base either. Now, this is in 62, the Mets' first year where they lost 120 games. So nothing was going right for them. 
and this just proves it. <laughs> Guy triple, they appeal the first. They said he was out, he missed it. Casey goes out to argue, and the ump says, forget it, he missed second base too. So one of those years for the Mets. Marvelous. Saw this today for the show came on. They are agreeing to ban the shift in baseball as part of the lockout talks. Implement a pitch clock and make the bases larger in 2023. I know they're also working on between a 12 and 14 man playoff expansion. Uh, Max Scherzer said one of the things they said for a 14 man roster or 14 man team playoff, sorry, 14 team playoff is if I understand it right, the higher seed or the one seed team will start the best of five series with a one game to nothing lead. Really? And, you know, and I'm going to say baseball, football's different. Football, you can play it when it's 40 below and raining or 110. You can play football. You can't play baseball into November. You can. You just can't play it very well in the northern cities. So by them expanding the playoffs, either you have to schedule more doubleheaders or – Shorten the season because by adding the extra playoffs for your TV money for more, and then it sure are guys like that who are making 40 million a year complaining for more money for the rest of the guys, more TV money. But then they're the same guys bitching in the winter that it's cold. So you're the one, Max, who signed to play in New York when it's November 5th and you're pitching in the World Series and it's <coughs> I don't want to hear it. Enough of the sports. We'll get down to the songs part. We've got some songs notes here on my end. Steel Panther is going to be in concert at the Fillmore March 25th. Quiet Riot will be in town. They'll be in Minnesota twice. May 26th, Thursday at Morton. September 9th in Hankley. So if you miss them once, you can catch them a second time. Kevin Dubrow, no longer in the band. He has passed away. Wave. Frankie Benelli, the drummer. No longer in the band. He has passed away. Carlos, no longer in the band. He just doesn't care anymore. Rudy Sarzo is back in the band. So he's the one you recognize, the bass player. High Women Show, Madonna, Friday, April 1st, a tribute to the High Women. That's your genre. The Black Crows, being Prior Lake, July 11th, 30th anniversary of their Shake Your Moneymaker album. They're out on tour. Still supporting that one. Mm. There you go, Dan. Mark your calendar. Tesla, June 24th. Treasure Island Resort and Casino. Wow. The Friday. Friday, June 24th. June 24th. Okay. Friday. Love it. There you go. Make sure you got no baseball tournaments. If you're doing your baseball schedule this year, don't schedule games that weekend. Yep. We'll make sure. You have that right now. And that's before the wedding, so you have time to go. Yes. Top four. Rock charts. Planet Zero moves up from four to from number four last week to number one this week. And everybody else moves down one. Three Days Grace with so-called life drops to two. Take Me Back by Jack White drops from two to three. And following that procedure, starting to heal by corn goes from three to four. I like it when they keep things simple. A new release coming out. Papa Roach has got a new album coming out. Ego Trap. Ego Trip. 
coming out in a couple months, but that's the new one from Papa Roach. Ego trip. So there we go. That's what I got, sir. That's what I got. Like I said, get back to the, the Brittany Griner one. I'm not picking on her. I'm just saying, you know better. You're a pro athlete. You should know better. That's the part that kind of I have issues with. When these athletes go, oh, I or the baseball players that come back from Mexico and Cuba. Oh, well, you know, our drugs down here are different. I can't say for Brittany because I know the WNBA don't pay very well. But for Major yeah. League Baseball, you're going to pay a guy $7 million a year. You better pay somebody else to babysit him when he's down there in the offseason to make sure he's eating his Wheaties and drinking skim milk and stuff like that and having living a healthy lifestyle. Don't just trust these guys to do their own thing because look what happens. There's at least one story a year or two that guys come back. Oh, what do you mean I can't take that prescription or I can't take that muscle builder? It's got drugs in it. Oh, I, I don't feel sorry for them. You know, so in her case, sorry it happened to you, but you're an adult. It It is what it is, so. Yep. But like I said, some of those, uh, the college uh, hockey tournament games that weren't done yet, then the Twins Classic, or Gopher Classic, I'll have those results tomorrow on the sh- social media. Yeah, that's some good good teams in that uh, tournament, too, for the Cambria Classic. So, uh, Hi, Shadow. Finals, very good. There's the cat. Uh, yeah, here's Shadow. Finals, that's, uh, that's a good good program. Now, trivia question. Have you had yeah. a chance to think about your answer, Dan? I was thinking about it. And as long as I can remember, UConn's always been a number one seed in their in the big tournament. So if they're going to be a one seed, they had to have won their conference tournament. I'm going back like 10, 15 years, I think they've been a one seed. So I'm going to go – I'm going to play it safe and say 10 years. All right. So the question is UConn, uh, the UConn-Connecticut Huskies women's basketball. They played mainly in the Big East. They also played in the American Conference, but – Regardless, they've been in the championship or whatever conference they're in for the last X number of years. That's the question is how many years? The answer is 18. Wow. That's unreal. Consecutive years, they've been in the finals, Andy, of their basketball tournament, which means they haven't had the luxury to sit home and uh, you know watch that game on television. They're playing in it every year. Now, here's the stats. They have been in that conference final for 18 straight years. 18th straight time they've been playing the championship game. In the previous 17 years, they come in 15 and two in that championship game. They're 15 and two in the last 17 years of playing in the finals. The last time they missed the finals was in 04. But before 04, they had 10 straight years in the finals before that. So 28 out of 29. And in those. 10 games they won nine titles in those 10 and then before that uh break they also went to the finals four straight years before that loss so the 28 and three in conference championship games and they've been in the finals 30 out of the last 32 years wow and uh and this goes back to 1989 they've been in 30 of the last 32 years, the championship game of whatever basketball division they're in that year. Uh, this That's year, what I graduated. But it's no slouch. Uh, it's there's still tough games to win no matter how good you are, and they just constantly get into that championship game. 
Now I saw South Carolina women's team, who I believe was one, lost the other day. So they lost today, and they're the number yeah. one ranked yeah. team in the country for women's. They got beat by Kentucky yeah. by one point. So the basketball championships now are going to be pretty much wrapping up, and then we're going to get the field set on selection Sunday next uh, next week. Uh, who makes the the final the brackets? Yep. Yep. Wow. All right, album of the album of, album of the week, Andy. Yes, who you got? Let me get my paperwork ready. It is Rats. I've heard of them. Rat. Their fifth album called Detonator. I'll bring it up here. Yep. Rat Detonator. Now this came out in 1990, and they had some pretty good successful albums before this so this one kind of went by the wayside but detonator is the fifth studio album by american glam metal band rat released 1990 by atlantic records this is the last album to feature bassist juan Fouquier until his return in 2012 as well as the last one for guitarist robin crosby before his death in 2002 so the the album before this andy was reach for the sky that album went platinum but it was met with some criticism regarding the quality of their songs. So in an attempt to regain their popularity that Rat, Rat had in the mid-80s, Rat parted ways with their producer, and they brought in, guess who they brought in, Andy? Desmond Gene Simmons. Oh, Desmond Child. Desmond Child, the songwriter Desmond Child and his personal sound engineer, Arthur, were hired as producers for this album. It's also notable for this album. It's their only power ballad. Um, it features their only power ballad song called Giving Yourself Away. The band also gravitated toward a more glam metal slash pop metal sound in this album called Detonator. The track listing, song one is Intro to Shame. Intro to Shame is a 55-second instrumental. Another, It's another filler, filler basically. Yeah. And then and it leads into that song called Shame, Shame, Shame. Now, that one, they had a music interview, uh, music video. Shame, Shame, Shame. And guess who Guess who was a, a guest guitarist on that song back in 1990? It was Michael Shanker. Oh. Uh, I didn't know that he was on there, but they said that it wasn't released. I didn't get credit for the song until they came out with their best of hits back in 2007, and they said, you know what? That really was Michael Shanker playing lead guitar on Shame, Shame, Shame. But uh, he just came in and did kind of a, as a favor for us. So I did not know that. Song three, Love and Use a Dirty Job. As the lyrics go, Love and Use a Dirty Job, but, and I'm the man to do it. Uh, typical, there's some Desmond Child lyrics. Yeah, well, Desmond Child, junior high humor. Junior high very good stuff. Uh, they also had a music video for that uh, that contained uh, a, a bunch of strippers and, and whatnot. So there's your MTV plug to get back in. You know, they, they yes. went platinum with the previous album, and you can tell that they pulled out all the stops here. The problem is, Andy, this album only went gold. And I don't think it was that bad an album. No, I, I, I liked it. The, the song... Song four is Scratch That Itch. Song five is One Step Away. Song six is Hard Time. Song seven is called Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. 
Song eight is All or Nothing. Song nine, Can't Wait on Love. Song 10 is that ballad, Giving Yourself Away. Uh, part credit on that for that uh, lyric is Diane Warren. Oh. I didn't know that either. And then the final song is Top Secret. So it's 11 songs, but like you say, you throw out that first instrumental song. It's a 10-song album. It's, it's, it's fairly good. It, yeah. It's 42 minutes. It's, uh, you know, Desmond Child produced it, released on Atlantic Records. Uh, August 21st, 1990, this was released. And like you say, it was coming off that Reach for the Sky Platinum version. And um, they knew they were kind of running out of time. They were on the clock yeah. here. Kind of had to put some things together. And, and it went gold. But like you say, I was, I liked the album myself. The personnel, Stephen Piercy. Vocals, Robin Crosby, guitar, Warren D. Martini, Juan Cruchier, Bobby Blotzer. I like Bobby. Now, there was some legal issues with Rat with him on the naming in the last 10 years. Who gets the name for Rat? That's right. Now, I didn't know this, but there was that song, Heads, Heads I Win, Tails You Lose. The backing vocals are done by John Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. See, Rat, like I said before, I did consider them the glam metal, like Cinderella or White Snake sold out to that for a while there. You know, Britney Fox, that group of glam metal, the pretty uniforms and stuff. Rat was just to me just rock and roll, just good hard rock and roll. Yeah. I've always liked their stuff, especially their early stuff, but this also was good. I was listening to a few of the songs today, in fact, and I, it's still good. It's just rock and roll music. It's, it's yeah. Good. It's good stuff. There was that four-minute songs, uh, no instrumentals. It's fairly cut and dry. No love ballads. They had to insert that one in, of course, when Desmond yeah. Child came in. They, he probably says, "Look, you're going to need to get a ballad in here, anyway." That's the way it's going. Everybody's doing it. Yeah, had to throw one in there, so they so they did that. But that's the Rat album detonator. And yeah, if you you list your top five bands from the '80s rock bands, I realize this is our five. They go, oh wait, Rat. You know, there's always that sixth band that everybody names. I thought their five favorite. Wrath is always sixth. Everybody liked them, I think. Yeah, I, I, I did think that this was a pretty solid, pretty solid album. Yep, that genre loved. They liked their Wrath. They were one of those, oh, yeah, and Wrath. You know, they were, it was simple rock music is what I liked about it. They didn't try to glam it up too much. Stephen Piercy wasn't making it all about him all the time, you know. The guitarists weren't making it all about them. Although, Robin Crosby, he did have a little of that, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, the gal from the White Snake videos. Tawny Katane. She was in two of the rap videos because he was dating her first. Oh, that's right. The early. Before David early. Coverdale, yeah. So, he had, uh, Robin had some issues. He was tight with the boys in Motley Crue. And they, they were buddies. Enough said. And so just kind of fill in the fill in the blanks from there during the, the party days. So um and like all that happens in most bands. One guy parties, the rest don't, or all but one guy party, depending who you are. You break ways, you come back a couple years later and realize why you broke ways. You know, so but yeah, there I really like them. I've seen some interviews with Steve and Piercy lately because he's on tour again now. 
He's he can still pull it off vocally, because again his stuff wasn't too high pitched, like like Mark Slaughter had that higher pitched voice stuff like that. Stevens was right there in the middle. He could still pull it today. So yeah, I like, the, I like the stuff. I, I was surprised to see Michael Shanker make that a guest appearance. You know, I looked him up too. You know, they're still he's still out there. They're he's going to yep. be going on tour with the Michael Shanker group with Wasp later on this fall. Yeah, yeah, and Wasp is still on tour. Yes. You know, so these are some aging musicians, Andy. Very aging. And you know, I think you know we didn't see it back in the day, but think the the casinos and the small venues like a Medina or some of these guys can still play. It's still worth their time to go out and do it. I don't think those guys are doing it. Kip Winger was here last week at Medina. I don't think Kip's doing it for the money. He's doing it for love of the the art. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the check helps, don't get me wrong, but he, he, he just loves playing his music. That's what he does. And the sad thing is, you look at some of these guys. We'll use Winger, for example, again. Oh, it's going to be great. Let's see him. I remember he was great 30 years ago. You know, he's released four albums since then. <laughs> you might want to listen to some of those because he's going to play those songs too, you know, because um, they're, they're still popping out albums and they're selling. You know, that's the great thing. They're still, they're, that music is still out there. People who love the old 80s rock, you don't have to listen to just the stuff released in the 80s. These bands have released other stuff since. That's true. I just, yeah, most of it's going to be greatest hits compilations, but they'll throw a couple of new songs in there or they'll re record one of the classics in there. Something different. It's kind of neat to hear. Well, that's all I've got for this week as far as sports. We're going to be ta- talking March Madness basketball. We've got uh, wrestling's now done for sports yeah. uh, high school, we've got girls and boys basketball. Uh, the boys' hockey tournament coming up. That should be interesting. Yeah. Congratulations on the boys' wrestling side to uh, Coach Becker and Coach McDowell, or McDonald here at Watertown for Coach of the Year, AA. Uh, so congrats to those guys. Good stuff. Can't, can't hear you, Andy. Let's see. Volume. First match in state went to the third tiebreaker. Then they lost to Sibley, who was a machine. Then you know they lost that yes. last one. They do they the fourth. And you know what? They were ranked fourth going into that state tournament, fourth best yeah. team in the state, and um, it showed. They ended up finishing fourth, and they had a good yeah. season. Yep, they they did great. Um, had some. I remember when we looked at not a lot of seniors in the upper class on the upper weights. But you know what? The lower weight class was good. They're young. So we'll see what they can do next year. I don't know what the other schools and conference, how they're sitting senior-wise, but that's the fun thing about wrestling. You never know from year to year. And injuries can always come in and make a uh, an impact as well. That's right. That's all right, right, that's all I've got for this week. We'll do. Uh, make sure to follow our midweek shows, and we'll post them out there as well. All right. Good week, everyone. Thanks. Bye.